Good morning and happy Friday to you all and welcome to the autopsy of her healing, evolving resiliency. I am just going to say I'm really excited today. It's Friday, but it's not, I'm not excited because it's Friday. It's just because it's a new day and I'm excited that I'm alive and breathing and walking. I'm talking and I'm with you. And most of all, I am on the line with my beautiful sister and co-host. Good morning, honey bunny. Good morning, honey bunny. <laughs> How, How are you? Are you? I'm great. Well, like we haven't been on the phone for like two hours before we got on, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, I find it interesting because we, you know, of course, this is what we do. We have the meeting before the meeting, and then we have a meeting after the meeting, but we always have a meeting that is something great meeting about. So this is what we do. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we, we need to start taping now. <laughs> right. It's like we've taped, we've you guys will not even believe it. We actually tape probably two to three whole shows before we tape one show. <laughs> because exactly. we get exactly. on, we have whole conversations about what's going on in the world with people that we know that we don't know what's going on with us. It is just, uh, so. And then, and then we'll come back and we go, so what are we talking about today? <laughs> we have, and we've had 20 conversations deep mind-blowing conversations before we had exactly. gotten to this point but yet yeah. here we are so welcome this is how we created this we might as well put our conversations on tape <laughs> <laughs> so welcome 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 hope you all are having a wonderful friday i know it's early i'm in atlanta steps in new jersey but for those of you who may be listening from afar somewhere else internationally again we welcome you all and thank you all for joining us today so today we decided we are going to have a conversation of, of course, always about, you know, relationships. So today's topic, and before anybody goes to clutching their pearls, getting an attitude, getting mad, don't do that. You all, you all know whenever we're talking about something, we are looking at it from perspectives in a positive, not ever trying to be the Debbie Downers or be negative or male bashers or anything like that. So exactly. today's topic is going to be how I survived the bad marriage. So if you tuned in um, over the last two weeks, Steph had watched uh, Marry Me probably oh. seven times. 11, 11. <laughs> See? So now she has watched this movie 11 times. Don't know. <laughs> so she kept talking about this movie and I was like, okay, let me watch this movie. I even had to subscribe to Peacock Premium in order to watch this movie. So I did that in honor of you, Steph, because you were like, you got to watch this movie. So one of the things that I really loved about this movie, I mean, uh, true to Jennifer Lopez's life, I believe, right? I, I, I'm sure this movie was not by accident. I don't think, you know, she does anything by accident or by fluke. Um, but I, what I love about her is her spirit as it relates to love, that she is unapologetic about falling in love, about being in love, about seeking love, about finding love, and about losing love. She's mm -hmm. unapologetic about it. That's true. And she sings this song in the um in the movie, and the song has the a soundtrack. Is the soundtrack is phenomenal. Well, right. The soundtrack is amazing. 
But the one song that really I love is called I'm the Love of the Love of My Life. That's right. And so I sent that to Steph saying that she was like, oh, you watched the movie. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I watched the movie, right? You watched the movie. I'm like, I love that song too. And I know that's why you got it for. That's a beautiful right. song. It's a beautiful song. And so for us, um, of course, we've both been married, right? We've both been divorced. I more times than Steph. But again, this is not about the negative. And so this I'm saying, I'm the love of the love of my life speaks very deeply to me um, mm-hmm. because as we always talk about, in order to love someone else, you have to first love yourself, right? So true. You have to mm-hmm. have a self-love, a self-respect, a self-well-being, mm-hmm. uh, 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 aspect of what am I doing for myself? Where am I going mm-hmm. with my life? And not the opposite that you are looking for someone to make you happy you're not looking Mm -hmm. for someone to come and make all your dreams come true you're not looking for the knight in shining armor or whatever Mm -hmm. he comes in the bugatti Mm -hmm. the ferrari the honda or the hyundai he he doesn't exist he doesn't exist (laughs) yeah i mean you're like yeah he he, let me tell you he doesn't exist uh you you're your knight in shining armor and you, and, you, and you teach people how to treat you about how you treat yourself. Right. Because what, we, what we, we learn is how, mm-hmm. how I survive a bad marriage is that first, we all have to recognize that things don't always go as planned. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just life in, in general. Things don't always go as planned. Well, and we talked before. Script. I'm sorry, what'd no. you say, Steph? I said, it's not a movie. It's not a script. There's it, no it script. It is not. <laughs> It is not. And even when you have read other people's script, i.e. you've seen your parents who've been married mm-hmm. for 50 and 60 and 70 years. You have aunt, aunt, uncle and, you know, aunt and uncles who've been married for many years and you or you, the couple who lives next door, you know, they're a beautiful couple. They walk and they hold hands. I venture to say that as life is, no relationship goes without bumps, storms, uh, you know, walls, whatever you want to refer to it as. But I do believe that the important thing is, is that we have self-respect, one, for Mm -hmm. ourselves, because the way we treat ourselves, and if we're treating ourselves good, then we learn to reflect that upon the person who we are married to. Which is true. Sometimes I believe relationships don't work because one or both parties don't have a positive reflective image of themselves, Mm -hmm. which means you're not capable of reflecting that positivity onto the person who you are now sharing your life with. Mm -hmm. So how you survive a bad marriage requires much resiliency. Oh my God. Absolutely. It requires <laughs> much resiliency. Right. It, does, it, it requires great resiliency. It does. It requires it's the good. ability to evolve. Mm-hmm. And it definitely requires healing. And how we got to this is because we were talking this morning, as, you know, as we said we were doing, 
about the number of relationships that we get to witness. And not, mm-hmm. we're not talking about people we know truly, but people who have been vulnerable enough to at least give a portion of a story. Because I believe mm-hmm. that whenever a person shares their story, they share just what they want you to know. So well, I, I agree, but I think, but I definitely agree with that. But I, to be honest with you, like, I think that because there's three sides to every story. So mm-hmm. you can only tell one side of the story. Right. You know, then there's another side of the story. And then somewhere in the middle, there's the truth. Correct. And, and so the reality is you could never tell the whole story. Right. You were like, you know, the story you tell is your story. And because if somebody else was part of that story, you still can't really tell your story. Right. Because our you know? story is jaded. And, but exactly. But not to mention, Even, like, I think that the way you could tell the story somewhat, which I think is an interesting thing that Will Smith did with his book, Will. Mm-hmm. He read the excerpts to the people who he was sharing that, that, that part of his story with mm-hmm. and read it to them to see how they felt about it. Right. Did, 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 did he get it right? You know, did, like, and that was a good thing to do. Right. You know, that they were like, oh, I, yeah, I remember that. Yep, that's how I remembered it too. You know, so that made it like definitely more authentic. But I honestly say like sometimes I don't remember stories, you know, because some things are just very um, painful to you that you put them somewhere that you don't remember them. Right. You know, some of your recessive mind. So it's something to take to bring them forward. And sometimes they never come forward because it's sometimes I feel like, oh, I I was married. Now I'm not married. But all the stuff that happened in between, I don't, I really don't remember. Right. yeah, so you, you don't know what happened. You know what I mean? I always say, I refuse to say I remember things verbatim because I don't. No, I don't. I, I don't. I well, first of all, we don't have memory. We don't, right. we have emotion. And that's right. what we remember. Emotions. And emotions will cloud and emotions oh, will, flip, will flip a strip on you without you yes, even realizing that. Because like you just said, sometimes when something, something is so painful or so mm-hmm. traumatic or so devastating. Yeah. Your psyche has a way of blocking to protect right. you. Right? To protect yeah. you from completely losing your mind or losing yourself or yeah. doing self-harm or whatever mm-hmm. it is that mechanism that you might have, you know, or avenue you might decide you're going mm-hmm. to take because you feel like you cannot bear the pain of this loss or this hurt. But, and, and, and I realized that I know I was at my sister's house one year for Thanksgiving and my nephew um, brought a rum cake. And he was like, we were already like, you know, we kind of like forgot about it. So mm-hmm. we were all like taking the rum cake home, whatever. As we we're driving home, I started thinking about, you know, my godfather who raised me. And my godfather passed when I was like 13, going on 14. Mm-hmm. I came home and found him dead. And um, I just started thinking about him. And it's like, I mean, then it started overwhelming thoughts. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, you know, he, you know he, he abused me verbally and physically, you know, while he was alive. And I started feeling like, oh, my God, like, is his spirit in his car? And what it was, was the rum cake. Because... Mm-hmm. He was an alcoholic mm. and that, that rum cake has so much rum in it 
my yes. whole car smelled like alcohol. It smelled oh, like wow. him. Yeah, oh, it was deep. It smelled yes. like him. Yeah. Oh my God. I honey, I came home and threw that rum cake in the garbage outside the garbage. Okay, literally. Because I was like, when I tell you that smell brought all oh, those yes. Right. And all these emotions right. back that I didn't know where they were coming from. Right. From from a slice of rum cake. Okay. Now, and you see how, see how for some people, right, it would be hard to say, how did you get all that from a rum cake? But remember the mind, right? Our mind, our psyche is so powerful. Like I said, it is, mm -hmm. it is very good at packing things. Mm -hmm. It's very good at taking something and spinning it in a way that helps us to survive. Exactly. Right? Because survival. it's survival mode, resiliency. Resiliency mm -hmm. is the ability to continue to press your way through mm -hmm. whatever the situation is and find yourself coming out on the other side still mm -hmm. well, that you made mm -hmm. it through to the other side. Exactly. exactly. Resiliency does not, though, factor in the scars, the bruises, the hurt, mm. the pain, the missing limbs, the trauma to resiliency just gives you the ability to keep pressing your way. Right mm -hmm. now, how mm -hmm. you're going to come out on the other side does not have anything to do with the physical uh, mm -hmm. of the resiliency. Right. But mm -hmm. healing and evolving is what helps us to see ourselves differently. And it's funny because today I was watching earlier this morning, I just happened to be flipping through um, Facebook reels, right? And mm -hmm. this reel came on of this young lady, African-American woman. Um, she was a young woman involved. She was involved. She had a boyfriend who she lived with. She had just had a baby. Baby was six weeks old and mm -hmm. she was actually experiencing postpartum depression. Mm. boyfriend said hey let's go out and you know get out of the house go have some fun you know try to help you out now he probably did not even clearly understand that she was experiencing postpartum depression but mm. he knew something was probably off and said hey let's just go out and have some fun mm -hmm. she goes out she said it was so good to see all of her friends they're at a club they're dancing they're having a good time Mm -hmm. In the club is this, her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend, technically ex-baby's mother, right? Mm -hmm. So he had a baby with her, okay. So he had a baby with this woman. And so she says, she sees that they're having a conversation and she said, she stepped out of the way. She's like, I'm, you know, that has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to get involved in that. So she says, it's almost like it, she saw that an argument was ensuing between them. She doesn't know what the argument was about, but there was an argument ensuing. She says, next thing she knows is that the young lady starts walking toward her with a glass and throws whatever is in the glass on her. Hmm. And so she says, she's like, oh, what is wrong with you? Da, 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 da. She says, but at the same time, she starts feeling this burning sensation. Well, before that, she was trying to spit out, spit and blow whatever she had thrown so that it would not get into her mouth and her digestive system through her nostrils and stuff. 
But at the same time, she started to feel this burning sensation on her skin. This young woman had thrown battery acid on this woman. So here she is standing in this club fighting. She's fighting, but her, her, her clothes are burning off. Her face is, her skin is burning. It's bubbling up. It's and she said, she was like, wait, what just happened here? She's airlifted to the hospital, right? She sees herself and she's thinking, why did this happen to me? Why would someone do this to me? Now the woman mm-hmm. has, was arrested, you know, um, charged, you know, with um, bodily harm, intent with the, uh, was it forced bodily harm, but she still doesn't know why this woman did this to her, right? Oh, I, I think I have an idea, but okay. I have, I think I have an idea too, but she, it, it doesn't go into that. Oh, okay. But my, my point for her was the resiliency was that she was like four days later, she was like, I need to go home. I got to get out of this hospital because I have a baby at home and I need to go home to my baby, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously- there was already trouble in her, not a marriage, but she was, they were living together. So you had a, what we would have hoped was. Well, you're you're, you're acting, you're doing the actions of a marriage. Of a a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. But for all intent purposes, something had to be going on there for that behavior to have taken place, right? And, And again, I don't know the whole story. But her resiliency for her was that instead of saying, now I'm going to feel sorry for myself, you know, she looked at her face and she's like, why? You know, this woman, she had multiple surgeries, laser surgery, all this stuff. She still has to have, um, she has this like, is all basically like nostril caps because the acid literally burnt through her skin in her nostrils. But just imagine, right? Like, the things we go through when we are with other people. Because again, none of us know what the people who we meet, even when we say we're in love with people, we don't know what trauma, what hurt, what pain, even when they supposedly tell us, you still never know what another person's life was or is when you meet them. As the song says, when our lives collide, we don't mm-hmm. know. No, you don't. You don't. You really, really don't. I mean, you will hope that as you go through life that you learn. Yeah. Um, for me, I was exposed to so many things so early on in my life, things I shouldn't have been exposed to. So in some cases, I had discernment for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I could discern them so much better when I was younger because I was always in a situation where I was witnessing a lot of things. As I got older, removed myself from those situations, um, I lost a little bit of my discernment Mm -hmm. um, because I was never in those states. So it wasn't like I could see it, but then I would always think that I was maybe being a little bit too judgy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not God. Like, that's not what I see. Right. And, you know, he would go, then also, oh, that's what I saw. I was right. You that know? was true. I, that what, but, 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 be, but you know what you just said? Before you saw it, discernment 
told you already something right. was not right. Exactly. And so Something's when wrong. we say how I how did I survive a bad marriage? How do we get in the bad marriage? Exactly. Like my because first marriage, I knew I didn't want to marry that guy. It, but I right. think that I'm, I'm 23 and don't know how to walk my way back. Right. You know, what I mean? right. Now, I, now, I mean, I, I would never get this far, but if I ever got to in front of the minister and he's saying like, you know, you know, you say I do. And I'm all of a sudden having second thoughts. I, my family, everybody could be standing there. I'm like, yeah, I changed my mind. I'm out. Right. <laughs> Not a problem. Right. At 23, right. it's a whole different thing, especially when right. you have um, gone off what I, um, I went off and um, I eloped. Right. And didn't have my family there. And my, my family really wasn't signed on to this relationship to begin with, you know. Right. So, right. yes. But, but then I thank God that I had enough discernment after seven weeks of marriage, that I was like, to realize. Yeah, I'm out. I yes. never, right. never want to see you again. Right. And it was, I, I never saw you again. But yeah, but, and I was able to do that and, and walk out of that situation with no children, you know, none of that, anything that I had to deal with this person for the rest of my life. Right. But sometimes you, it's, you do feel it because we all have it. Yeah. We just don't want people. Sometimes what it is, what we want overrides all the like danger, danger. Yes. Like, you know, right. That. Danger Will Robinson. Yes. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and sometimes it is also not just that it, it, it becomes that I've put so much time into this. Ooh. Right. Ooh. We, you Ooh. know, we've talked about this many times, but I yeah. put so much time into like, you know, this brother is not the brother for you. Maybe he's, he's a else. brother for somebody else, but he is not the brother for you. But because you followed Steve Harvey's rules of three months and wait before you give him the cookie and then you gave him the cookie and then it was all good and the cookie and the ice cream and the, oh, the icing on top, it was great. But now six months in, uh, the cookie not being broke off or the cookie is crumbled and nobody's really having fun. Like you're not having fun, he's not having fun. But in our play, minds- he don't, play, he don't play you for the cookie. Yeah. In <laughs> our after, minds though, we yeah. say, but I've put so much time in, baby. Let's, let's weigh time. Can you weigh time? Because the God's honest truth is six years, six days, six months, six centuries, of hell could be ended in six minutes. Exactly, so true, so true. Right? And but, but the reality, what, what you think is that I put all this time into this person and now he's gonna go with somebody else after all I've done. But the reality is no matter what you've done or the shoes on the foot, what he did, and he was that though that person was never going to be the person for you anyway right because right. when two people i know people personally that have been married to like the one person been married to uh two different people mm -hmm. and they are different people in those well they have certain things about them are the same because they have right. certain habits but the certain things are different too and see so like when you feel like oh Look at her husband. I like a man like that. Let me see if I can get him. 
I like his, well, men don't really do that, take another man's wife, because men know men. They know I like, probably could kill him, you know, but a woman will try it, and sometimes they succeed. But every time I see that happen, I've seen a lot of that, too. Mm-hmm. What you get from that man is not the same thing that the ex-wife got from him. It's a whole different thing, because right. you're a different person. He's a different person. It's like, so it's never going to work. So when people think like, oh, I could get that life if I got him. You're not going to necessarily get that. But it's, it's, it's expectations and it is also the setting of boundaries. I do oh, believe okay. that when we meet someone and how we allow that person to treat us and interact with us mm. is may not be like you said, we think, oh, I've done so much for this. Per-. You have not done anything for that person. Let's let's clear that part up, right? The it's same true. way they have not done that for you. You know why? Because that person, you, we did not create one another. Nope. This is not a mother-child, parent-child relationship. And I think at times, that. at times in our marriages, in our relationships, we want to take credit for somebody else's improvement in life. Now, maybe you did teach them something. They taught you something, but I didn't create you. So honestly, I don't have the ability to change your DNA, to change your characteristics. To ch- because the same way, even if what I've done has changed your characteristics so much, that means that someone else could come along and change your characteristics yet again. Does that make exactly. sense? Does that make exactly. sense? Because I'm just saying, I realize that sometimes we want to take credit. We want to say, you know, I always refer back to that song um, where she says, um, Shirley, this is, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> and the man that you're with, Every piece of food he eat, I buy that. The bed he sleeping, I buy that. The clothes he wear, I buy. the clothes, the car he drive. And I, I thought in myself, girl, why are you calling that woman? You should be calling her to say thank you. You could have him. Exactly. I know that's right. <laughs> but in our wow. lives, how many of us know those women? How many of I us have been those women I where we like? Family. I want him back. Why? Uh, Why? Why you want him back? He is not. He is not good to you. He could care less about your well-being, right? He don't care nothing about whether you happy or whether. If you say you want to go back to school, he goes for what? If you say you want to get a better job, he says for what? It's not about you. It's about you not leaving him behind. And it could be vice versa. It's the man who wants to move on and do better in life. And the wife or the woman who says, I don't know about that. I'm not really feeling comfortable with that. I, why do we have to have other people in our circle? We don't have the right to stifle somebody else's dreams and visions. And so many times that is what happens in our relationships. And then we want to claim ownership of somebody else's life. And then we're wondering, why is this not going right? Well, because why did I have to change to be the person to be with you? Whereas 
you claimed you fell in love with this person. Mm -hmm. You fell in love with my loudness. You fell in love with my humor. You fell in love with my throw my head back, laugh out loud lifestyle. <laughs> but now you're like, shh, <laughs> shh. No, no, nobody should eat it. Nobody should eat it. <laughs> right. no, her, no, nobody should eat it. That's my granddaughter. That's what she told my daughter. Her, my daughter, shush, son, she told she told my daughter, mommy, you don't shush Eden. <laughs> Eden has the right idea. Uh, Not with her mother, but Eden has the right idea. Nobody at should shush you. At four. Okay. At but as a grown woman and a grown man, nobody should shush you. Yeah, nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's be clear. I, I hear you on that one. But right. I think that when I think like for me, for sure, it's like when you really love yourself and you loved another person, like I was like, oh, like to, it got to like when I got, you know, divorced the second time, I was like, oh my God, I just want him to be happy. And if you're not happy with me, then, oh, not a problem. Not find a problem. Your happiness. Yeah, go find your happiness. I don't want, God, you don't want a person just, like I see that all the time, people just holding people there, holding them hostage. Go out, go do you, you know what I'm saying? And because, and I, and I feel so good about that. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, yeah, like, you know, it's a lot to, you know, go through, but in the end, you come out, better on the other end to hold right. somebody there that don't want to be there it's like putting right. a gun to their head and it's the worst right it's the worst situation right. you ever put yourself in and put somebody else in it's not it's nothing good about that like you know you go through it oh i know women in my family oh i'm gonna kill myself if you leave me you know yes. or trying to have as many babies as you can to keep yes. them there all this kind of stuff are you trying to get her pregnant as much right. as you can to keep her there. You know, it's nothing good about that. Right. That does not, and you, and let me tell you, it you see it. It wears like, it's like, you don't have to say, oh, is they happy? You can look at somebody and you tell, tell they're happy. they're happy. Whether in a relationship, they're not in a relationship, right. whether they're in a happy relationship with themselves. Right. Because it, it shows, it's written all over your face. What? Okay. I'm the love yeah. of the love of my life. I'm gonna love the love you know, of my life. Exactly. I, so I have always, I talk, you know, we've talked about this before, and this is not a dump on Wendy Williams, but mm -hmm. I always thought it was interesting. And just like, like Steph and I, we are not experts on life. We are not, mm -hmm. we, and we don't proclaim to be experts on life and we are not judging anybody's life. It's like, it's just think, the more you live, the more you see. Exactly. And the more you, and the learn. More you learn. And the more exactly. you experience, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I've never been a Wendy Williams fan, even when I lived in New York and Wendy Williams I, was on the radio. I, 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 never, yeah. ever been a Wendy Williams fan, right? I thought she was very obnoxious and I thought she was very rude. And I just, yes. I, she did, I just thought she did the most, like she did yes, the yes. most, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought that her... She had a journalist, you know, she has a journalism degree and I understood that she made her money the way she made it. That worked for her. Right. Um, it was what people hungered for. But I also thought that what does it say about a person who's making money off of other people's downfalls and hurts and you constantly live your life putting people on blast. Right. 
because to me, that's that's essentially what she did. She was a gossip was, person. I mean, I mean, again, I mean, I agree. Is that that's what she did? But she wasn't the first, and she's not going to. No, no, be she first. no, she wasn't. I, I'm she not was, saying. I'm. I know she, she wasn't. Was, but she was just the first black woman who did to it. do it. And, and then in, in that, in that, in that hip hop. But look at how, how all of that to me flipped around for Wendy's Williams life. Like Wendy, well, now, now, now she's the hottest topic. She, she gave she's her topic. own hot topic, and she yes. can't, and, and she can't topic. even. And even when she tried to share her story, you could see how broken Wendy was. Right? Yeah, but I think that I think that you could see to be like even watching her, listening to her, like, like you know. Being, you know, initially I wasn't a fan, to be honest with you. I, I, I became, I really honestly became a fan because of how broken she was. Because to see how she had grown, like that, 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 that kind of intrigued me. Like to see a person grow, not with that, would I do my growth that way? But it was, it was interesting because she always talked about, even when she, her weight, very unhappy about weight. I remember when she first got liposuction, she was on the radio. She did this whole thing where, you know, she told the whole story about it. So she's always had a whole bunch of issues. And right. she's always openly about But them. no, regardless of how much, okay. So for me, the way I interpret, and again, not judgment, but to me, when you don't have self-love, Wendy has oh. for her whole life has struggled with self-love of who she Absolutely. is as Wendy, right? Exactly. Who God created her and birthed her into this it started, life. Started right? her childhood with her it parents. started with her childhood. She yeah, was, she was, she was overweight. She was overweight. She was extremely tall. She got teased mm -hmm. a lot. She had all these things. And so for her, the minute she could have surgery and mm -hmm. she figured if I change this outer, mm -hmm. this would make me more acceptable to the world right but it was not it's not the outer that she's struggling with it's the inner that she's struggling with and what she was struggling with is what also brought the people that came into her life i.e the men in her life they saw the great vulnerability of the great wendy williams and said yo you well, 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 you uh, are the horse and as my grandma said if you see a horse ride it Ride it. That is what her it's husband it. did. He and saw not, a not, horse. He saw a broken horse. And but he not rode. To that when you when you get with anyone, whether it's a male or a female, right? And they have addiction issues. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. You are definitely by that horse because when you get in them in that situation, you definitely can control that situation. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, they, they got all these other emotional issues and they yes. feel certain way. Right. And now they addicted to some certain types of substances. Yeah. Oh man. And they've made you their savior. Exactly. They've and, made and, oh, you the same. She yeah. said that he rescued her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No. God should have rescued you. If you had exactly. gone to God and they just God, right. God would have rescued you, baby. And you would have been okay. You would have come out on well, the other dangerous. side. But you put all your faith into man. And I'm not talking I'm about her. I'm being. talking man, I'm money, and things. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm like. Your Wendy's bad marriage was to herself. Oh, Let's start there. The, because 
One thing we don't understand, you are married to yourself. In, That's right. Before you marry anybody else, your relationship, you, you, you could never divorce you. Who you can never divorce. <laughs> who you right, who you can never divorce. Now that's granted, right. how they say when you're the problem and you keep running from it, you can't run from it because you take you wherever you go. Absolutely. Now you know what's so funny about that? Think about it. If we all would take the moment to say, you and I talking about you and you, uh-huh. Would, we would you need marry therapy? <laughs> <laughs> we need this therapy. Yeah, then, you look, then you have a conversation with you and you. Uh-huh. What do you think about me? What, what kind of person do you think I am? What kind exactly. of character do you think I carry, right? Uh-huh. Would uh-huh. you would you date me? Uh-huh. Would you marry, would you spend the rest of your life with me? Mm-hmm. There are points mm-hmm. in my life that I would probably look at myself and go, hell to the <laughs> no. <laughs> hell to the no. I don't even, I wouldn't even give you my Ooh. number. Because <laughs> you got some stuff you need to work on. Oh, uh-huh, is that? That is how we got to look at ourselves. Start with you got to in the mirror. man in the you mirror. Gotta, you got to talk to yourself. You got to, like, how that, I just love that song by Michael Jackson. I'm looking at the man in the yeah. mirror. You got to look at them. And people don't look at themselves in the mirror. They no. really, really don't. No nope. concept. It's like, and you could, you know, this by like a lot of these women all have the same body. They all got the same body. They got the same hair. It's crazy to me. You know, all this, like they're doing all these things to change their bodies. And it's just not even on TV or on Instagram or on Facebook, YouTube, whatever. I, you see them walking around. I see them at Target. Like, oh my God. It is. It has just gotten totally out of control. Where's your individuality? And that comes from knowing who you are. But your beauty you, will fade. And so as long exactly. as you keep putting all your stock exactly. and your self-worth and yeah. what you are seeing physically, you are already in trouble. Because yeah. well, I don't think I like I think that I think that you change. I mean, because I look at like, you know, like you look at a Cicely Tyson's, you know, who just died. You know, she was still beautiful. She changed, but she was still a beautiful woman. No, no, because no. I'm what, saying you, accepting no, 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 listen, that you will change. Exactly. Like you, you change it to something else, you know right. what I mean? Like, you know, but, it, it, but how you take care of yourself has a lot to do with how you change, to right. be honest with you. Because right. if you love yourself, you'd be like, oh my God, you basically look the same, just a little bit older, you right. know what I mean? Because you have taken time to take care of yourself. Right. And people, because when people say, they don't know who you are, like you look exactly the same. I told you I ran into my eighth grade teacher in um, ShopRite, and I didn't know she lived in Middlesex County, and she was like, Stephanie Green, and I was like, she was like, I was your eighth grade teacher, I didn't recognize her, but she recognized me. (laughs) Right, right. And she said, exactly the same, but she recognized me from eighth grade. You know, I was like, hi, you know, there was like no good feeling, but it's like some people you just don't recognize, but see all the stuff they're doing to themselves, but they have changed, their life has been so hard you know, that they just, I, I see men and women. Yes. And you could tell when they, their life, because you wear it on your face. It's written, like I said, yeah. it's written all over your yeah. face. You can tell when they've had this hard life. No matter how much plastic surgery you wear, no matter how much makeup you put on, you cannot cover it up because it's in, it, it just takes over part of your DNA, it seems like. And it's it really, does. really sad. 
You know what I mean? Your psyche, your emotions, we do. You know, they say, don't wear your emotions on your shoulders. No, baby, we end up wearing it on our face. We end up wearing it in our gut. We end up wearing it in our, you know, in our weight. We, We wear our emotions more than we believe. But oh, yeah, that's what that's what the bottom line is, is that a bad marriage starts with self. It does. Right? It really you really gotta does. realize what is it that I'm putting out that I'm attracting. That's right. Because what you what you put out, what energy you put out is the energy the vibration, the vibration is like, back it's like a radio signal. So yeah. right to your radio signal, right? And that's what you bring into you. If you I'm bring putting out the signal that you know what. I could give two craps about myself. The person who doesn't give two craps about themselves and don't do, they're like, oh, that's a person for me. Hey, you, I mean, <laughs> come on. You, you and I can be together, right? Like I know someone who's, who's, you know, met someone in um, anger management Ooh. and they, okay. they came together. And okay. as a and as a meeting in anger management, they had a child together. Okay. One of those person, the person who had the baby, she recognized I gotta do this different. I got I now I have somebody else depending that on me. is depending upon me. Mm-hmm. I always say for a lot of women having children. If you mm-hmm. pay attention, will change your life. Not just because you became a mother, but it teaches you, listen, I can't be selfish. Exactly. I can't and be selfish. You're soul. You're helping, like, you got to help mold this person. Yes. And, you, you, and, and like, let me tell you, words don't teach. No. So, Action. and they're watching you. So it's how you conduct yourself. Yes. And like, and they, they, like, they're watching you. Yes. You never want them to say like, oh, you, you didn't do that. Or when, as they get older, because right. they're ready to tell you something. Right. They, or they, you they, did, or you did that. So what makes yes. you now the expert exactly. on telling me expert. not to exactly. do that? And not, exactly. and granted as a parent, you don't ever want to hear that from your children, but no. it could happen. So oh, yeah. if it's going to yeah. happen, let it be on the, on the good side of it. Right. If they say, mommy, you worked all the time and you did it to to take care of us, then yes, this is what I have to do to take care of my kids. Bam. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be here to help. I'm going to help you out. While you, while you going to do what you got to do, I'll be here to help you. But sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't understand that. And so Mm -hmm. as a woman, because we are the creature, the being that God determined for us to have children, we have a different mindset and a different perspective because we can bring forth children, right? Uh-huh. So on a male side, the male, he still struggled with his, with his own demons, with his own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that how we all could be, two people could be in the same situation. And of course, I see it one way, you see it the other way. I, I may have... Mm-hmm. Right. Our perspectives are so different. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean our perspectives have to become exactly the same in order for it to work? Right. No, <laughs> I think our perspectives, though, do have to find and meet together like a puzzle. 
Like your perspective may be this, my perspective may be this. It's like putting together a puzzle. But at some point in time, we got to interlock somewhere in there in order for there to be a connection. Oh, if, I don't ever, if I can't ever see your point of view making sense, or you can't ever see my point of view making sense, then all yeah, we're yeah. doing is this. <laughs> this is so, which makes for what? A bad marriage, a oh, bad marriage. relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and let's be clear the longer one is married, the more challenges you may experience. There I'll may sure not that. be. There may not be numerous ex bad experiences, but they will come like life. This is like when life for 20, 30 years and life is great. And then year 31, they change something. I, I think when, when you're married, you're like, you could have like this really, really like this great marriage. Then all of a sudden you have a baby. I've seen marriages fall apart. Once a baby comes into the picture, yep. it just doesn't because now you know, one person that was not getting the attention that he used to get. Correct. And then it, it, or you, you, it opens up and illuminates a lot of things in your marriage. Because say if the woman, you're the only person really putting all of the romantic stuff out there and you're doing all this stuff and you guys have all these romantic moments, but it's really just you doing it. You don't really realize it's just like just you and him. Right. But then also you have a baby and then nothing's happening. Then you realize, oh, I was doing all that. Mm, mm. but now you got you got this baby you're nursing the, the, you know it's, it's, when a baby comes that's a lot of work so yeah. babies they, take they, up a lot of time yes they do now that take that now you see that you were the one that was doing all the romantic things in the relationship all the things that you like you were doing he did them because you made it happen but you're thinking he's romantic now really find out he's not really romantic at all <laughs> right but it's like you was something here I find very you know something I have discovered though in over my years. <clears throat> I think it's interesting that we meet people, right? And we mm -hmm. all have our perspective of what and I'm not talking about love language from the book that was written, love language from who you are and how you express your emotions for another person or your expectations of what happens in your relationship, right? Mm -hmm. I, the older I get, I start to realize that me being like, I'm the, I'm the, I love love, right? For lack of a better word. I love, mm -hmm. it's gooey gooey, it's sweet, it's tasty, it's chocolate, it's, oh my <laughs> God, it makes me just want to sweat, right? Yeah. But because the person that I may be involved with, maybe they're not that person. Uh -huh. Does that mean though, that they don't love you? Because no, sometimes like, I, I think we get you. caught up in we get caught up in like Alicia's Alicia Keys song, I think says it best that some people needs a dozen roses to prove yeah. that yeah. you love them. Some people need yeah. uh, many need things. Right, right. Things are not what proves to you that a person loves you. Oh, no, it, not it is at all. the way of the way a person treats you. And even if a person never says like never says, 
that's something else that's hard for us because we're taught and everything we watch in romantic movies is for someone to say, I love you. And then you're like, oh, the music plays. And we're all like, he loves me. She loves me. Yeah, but that doesn't make it that you're in love. First of all, a lot of people, even really, you know, you say, I love you, but your actions don't show you love me. Right. That's the point. Your actions. You have to right. like your actions. Tell, actions like literally if somebody was treating you a certain kind of way, you would never ever ask them, ask them, do they love you? Because you know that they love you by the way that they treat you. Right. You know what I mean? As I mean, right. and then some people like, let's be clear. They may treat you really, really well and they may have love for you but they may not be in love with you. Right. Because when like my mentor is like, he said, I can honestly say a man really doesn't fall in love with you until two years after marriage, at least, because it takes men longer. They have love for you, but it takes time for them to really fall in love with you. Um, but, you know, it's like you have to, I think that you have to know that when a person doesn't treat you like a certain way our person just giving you gifts and all this kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. not what I was talking about when I was talking about romance. I was more so talking about like, you want time. Yes. I think time is one of the most beautiful yes. things, romantic things that you can give to a person that you care about. You know, right. I mean? like he always, like, you know, Michelle, I mean, Barack always has time for Michelle and he runs the country. You have right. to put time and effort. And when you care about somebody and you love somebody, you make time for them, right. whatever that time may be. It's like, oh, honey, uh, I got to go here, go here. Let's meet halfway. Right. You know, let's get a bite together. Are you bringing right. some sandwiches? We sit in the car and eat and have a conversation. Correct. You make that work when you love somebody. Right. Time is so, so important. Right. So you can really see. And the thing, like, you know, the, the, and you were talking about like the whole thing with the cookie. I think that the thing with that thing with cookie that people, women have taken that whole thing the three month thing to a whole nother level. And it's like, because first of all, most of them want to give up the cookie before three months. Right. So, and most of them are giving up the cookie to garner something else that is materialistic. And that, that's not the way that works. You have to like, really like, feel like for like, for me personally, you have to really feel like I, you have to know who it is for you. Right. You know, when by the time all those endorphins are released through that, situation of sex you i can't see the forest through the trees you know right. i miss it so many yeah because now i'm clouded you can do no oh. wrong it's exactly it's listen and and for for the pearl clutches i'm gonna say now you all know a dude could be you you have gone off you living a life you meet some guy you and he have nothing in common i say nothing I mean, absolutely nothing. You hang out with him. You get with him one time. Bang your head up again. You're like, I'm in love. Oh, my God. You don't understand. Your friends are going, why are you with this person? He He's such a great person. You don't understand. He's so, he's so kind. He's so <laughs> Your family is like, what? what? What is it about this person that you are? I, I, you don't understand. I love him, and he loves me. You know, that's like that's like the, waiting to exhale of the whole thing. <laughs> and when he, she said my wallet was missing, you think he stole it? <laughs> yes, of course he did. 
Of course he did. But you, but your head, you have blinders on and you have completely lost your mind, right? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. we refuse to accept that or admit that at times. But we end up with people sometimes because of the feeling. Exactly. It's the feeling. Because, you know, he gave you several orgasms. What? <laughs> now so you in love, you want to marry. He may have been the dude that gave you the first orgasm. You was married exactly. 25 years, but never had an orgasm. And you meet this man and he first time in. And then he's willing to continuously do it. You're like, I'm in love. Yes, right. Well, he's like, he got skills. But what we don't realize is women. It's like, uh, yeah, that means he had a lot of practice. Uh, so, uh, you know, okay. So that means, like, I know one time I was at this event, and this guy, like, he had slept with, I don't know how many women at the event. Because I don't think that's cute. It's like, you don't want a woman that's rode, rode every horse. You don't want a man who's just, you know, rode every horse either. You right. Know? But you have to, like, you know, and I think that the more us as women yep. think about that, you would like think differently about that. Right. Like, oh, right. oh, so yeah. So you've been around the block a couple of times. Right. Okay. A few times. Right. Exactly. And now, you know, here we go. So, but we never like, I think we in our mind, oh, he should have all the experience and he needs to teach us. Uh, not necessarily. No. Nope. You could teach each other. No. Nope. You know, because now you say like, you know, you all of a sudden, you know, you out somewhere and a girl's looking at him and you could tell and she can't wait to tell you, I used to sleep with him, you know. And all these kind of things. Well, he so has, he, he has, he knows every female in the world and everybody oh can't be a friend. Oh and, that, and, that go, and that goes the same way for a woman. The woman who oh knows God. every dude in the world and everybody's a friend. Everybody can't be a friend. Yeah, I, exactly. So, so that's what I'm exactly. saying. We, sometimes we make decisions based on emotions and that's, and that's what we're human. That is, that's how we operate. We do yeah. things, we learn things, and we experience things because of how it makes us feel. But at mm -hmm. the same time, when we are in that place where the feelings are no longer good feelings, exactly. right? then we have to make a decision about, okay, what is this worth to me, right? Mm -hmm. What is this worth to me? Is it worth me putting in or continuing to work on this? Or, mm -hmm. or is it worth me saying, I need to cut my losses and keep it moving. Exactly. And that's a painful, and that's a painful decision to be in because sometimes we really have to make that decision to say, this is no longer healthy. This is no longer beneficial. Look at who I'm becoming. Look at who mm -hmm. they're becoming or look at who, who they've become and who we've become. And so, look what we're doing to our children because they're watching. I, oh, especially. <laughs> you know, we've had, we've had many conversations about what you say earlier? Words don't teach. Actions don't teach. So always remember in the bad marriage, you're not the only one experiencing the bad marriage. So are your children. And not, and not to mention when our children grow up and say, I'm never getting married. Exactly. I'm never but getting married. Those, like marriages don't work. Yeah, yeah, because they get that from you watching. But those are uh, those isms too, like, oh, you know, you, you got you know what you have, but you'll know what you're gonna get. You might as well stay there, or it's cheaper to keep her and all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you, on the end of all that, it it's beautiful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't fall into that trap because people will keep you there. Like they have all those like stupid sayings, really, when you really think about it. Really? 
Really, you sitting there happy like, well, at least I got a man. Well, you're never going to get a good man when you with this man, you're blocking your blessings. Right. If that's what you want. If a man is really important to you and you're blocking your blessings by just wanting to just have yeah. a warm body or just to yeah. have a third leg. Or you marry somebody both ways because they're so good in bed. Okay, what happens when all of a sudden he has prostate and right. right, exactly. And that's why you marry him. That's what your relationship is based on. You know how many people that I talk to is like the best thing in their marriage is their sex life. I'm like, okay, that's nice to still have one. What else goes with that? Right. You know because I mean? the older we get, we realize that the physical, the physical is mm-hmm. not when you're young. Physical is everything. That's why they say beauty. The uh, what is it? Youth is wasted on the young. Because we don't even appreciate, we don't understand that when we're young. But the older I think that um, like for me, I I because I mean I think just growing, like I said, I was exposed to a lot. So I have a relative. He has like twenty three kids. You know, my mother had nine. I saw where that brought you, to be honest with you. And I never forget, I was on the phone talking to this guy I was dating. I was young, I was still living at home. And we were like, he was like, oh, you know, like, I guess really trying to endorse me about having sex. I said, sex is really not that important to me. And I don't think that's important to the relationship. My aunt was there and she was listening and she said, oh, I got the phone. Oh, sex is everything to a relationship. I said, I, I, I don't agree, never have. You know what I mean? And, you know, here you are, you know, you're single because I think it's just so much more than that. That's beautiful. But when that has been the only input or the only connection, that's the only way that you connect with somebody. Yeah. And some people still didn't really connect with you there. Right. You know, they're, right. they're not looking in your eyes. Right. If that's your only connection that you can give to somebody, that's already a problem. Right. Because you, really, because you don't, you have no foundation because exactly. if, if, yeah, if it's only just the fact of that's just a physical thing, that's just, that's, exactly. just, that's, exactly. that's just what animals do. Animals get together, not for the purpose of, Oh, I love you. You exactly. know, animals get you, you, together because there is a need that needs to be met. <laughs> or it's mating season or whatever it is. Right. Or, you know, you look, you look good. Let me smell you. Oh, you smell like you and I could work this out together. Hey, let's go for it. We are not, now, that's not what human beings are. Something happens, you know, God forbid something happens to you. If right. he loves your breasts and God forbid you get breast cancer, you have to have them removed. If right. he still loves you, because the person that loves you loves you past that. Right. You know what I mean? Or, you know, whatever your situation may be. But, you know, when you put that at the helm, when in a lot of relationships, that's the helm. And then they just don't work. They just don't last. And, and yeah. it's really, really, really sad when you put that at the helm. And people do that all the time. You have these, I don't even understand these women. It's like one of my friends, he was like, so he had the two women. So they're going to try to outsex each other. I was mm-hmm. like, that's, that's just like, first of all, it's nasty. You know, but then <laughs> when you think for yourself that you know he's having sex with this other woman, so you're going to do it better than she did so he could choose you. Really? I want to know, do you know what? When you, you, get, when you say that, I would really love to know. That means he's sleeping with other people. You get a whole I would really people. love to know how that conversation went. Like, were we sharing scorecards? Were we, was there a number? Was there a, that just sounds crazy. 
Like we grow folks. Well, like, that's so crazy. Yeah, Howard Berry said that when she was a teenager and she was this guy who was dating somebody, they and they, you know, they sat there together, like who was gonna choose who. But then that just shows that made the idea of why she made the choices she did in relationships too. Mm. You know what I mean? What once you try to if you if you're ever in that situation, then you really gotta look at yourself in the mirror and say, What what am I doing? Yeah, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, you gotta when check I'm yourself. You, you really gotta check yourself. Yeah. Because I, or even when I know I know someone that you know their husband left them, left them, moved in with the girl and the mama, and she harassed them so bad, you know, he came back home. You you can stay over there. I don't want you back. Sometimes we need to realize when someone leaves your life, let them go. If they leave, let they go. Let them go. And if they come back, still let them go again. Because that just really means that maybe the person who they left you for didn't really want them either and didn't like them. And I know that sounds awful, but sometimes that is true. true. That is sometimes, let me tell you, and the thing is, which I've learned too, sometimes it's not even about the man. It's about well, you. It's about you. It's always about yeah. you. Yeah. You're, well, she don't like you. I could take her man or whatever your life, whatever. People right. don't live your life 24-7. They think yeah. they do, but they don't. So if I could take this from her, let's see kind of life she's going to have now. I really well, that, don't want him. That all goes back to how we see ourselves and how we deal yeah. with ourselves. And again, exactly. back to our marriage to ourselves and our inner emotions and our trauma and our mm-hmm. pain and our mm-hmm. lack of healing or a lack of evolving mm-hmm. and the ability to not see the resiliency that we own to get through to the other side. Exactly. So exactly. we always got to just remember that we got to be mindful of those things, right? That right. we are our own worst critics sometimes. Sometimes we're our own worst enemies. Yes, but so also social. remember we are our first and greatest cheerleader. And That's sometimes right. you got to learn how to encourage yourself. You know, like I always say, be careful how you talk about yourself to yourself. Because yourself, yourself, yeah. Listen. And I'm the love, the love of my life. And I'm <laughs> the love of the love of my life. I want you all to take that with you today. I am the love of the love of my life. That and is check out that song we're going to share. That song is beautiful. Yeah. And watch the movie. You don't have to watch oh. it 11 times like Steph did. Go watch the movie. <laughs> it's very encouraging. And it, <laughs> and it, it has some really great points. A lot of, a lot of points. nuggets in that movie. A lot, a lot yes. of nuggets in that movie. Yes. Yeah, well, I want to thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that you all garnered some information from us today. And want to tell you all, so next week, Tuesday, will be March the 29th. It will be the first year anniversary of the autopsy of her healing, evolving resiliency. We cannot believe it's been a whole year, but we are excited and we are going to celebrate in a big, big way. We're going to have some really special guests on and just continue what we're doing and just improving on what we're doing and working on what we're doing. So we want to say thank you now for joining us, right? And, and taking this journey and this ride with us over this up this year. And so we're looking forward to bigger, better, and greater things. And so we just want to say thank you. We love you all for doing that with us. Steph, yes, thank you for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. Go ahead. Leave your comments. <laughs> yes. You can leave. Yes. Leave your comments. We are. We love your comments. We actually do. We love your comments. And even if your comments are that you don't agree with us, that's fine. That would be exactly. a reason for us to probably reach out to you and say, well, come on, let's talk about why you don't agree with us. So exactly. we want to exactly. do that. So we really appreciate you guys. We're going to be and, doing some lives eventually. Yes, and absolutely. And actually come on and we can have that conversation for sure. Absolutely. So anyway, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Friday. Have enjoy the rest of the Friday. Enjoy your wonderful, wonderful weekend. And um, we just hope that, you know, you just become the love of your love of your life. Just yes, do it. Yeah, we definitely have a great weekend. And, and you know, the, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look in your eyes Amen. and talk to yourself. Good things. You know, first day, gorgeous. You don't need a text That's with somebody. Right. 100 people. That's right. <laughs> Mary J says that when she made that song, she has done. That is like, good morning, gorgeous. I'm telling you. Uh -huh. I'm that that you, is that's that's that is that is going to be the theme song for women. <laughs> for sure, definitely for sure. All right, guys, we love you. I love you, honey bunny. Have a great weekend, you, honey bunny. Right. Bye, everyone. Have a Bye. great weekend. <laughs>